1: services are provided by green dot bank member fdic terms
2: apply i'm scott weinberger journalist and former deputy sheriff in my new podcast series cold-blooded i'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter billy halper experience this investigation in a truly unique way untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one case but almost a dozen Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: Ridiculous Crime is a production of iHeartRadio.
3: Hello, Elizabeth Dutton, my favorite person.
1: What are you doing here? I got a question for you. Do you know what's ridiculous? Yes. Because You do? I do. All right. Well, you want to share with her brother?
0: All right. So sometimes I like to list off things I like. Yeah. Uh-huh. So candles. I've talked about how much I like candles. Yeah, you like candles. Um, I do like sunscreen. I try and wear it.
1: Yes. Also... Because
0: I burn easily.
1: Yeah, you like sunscreen. You also like sunsets. I do like sunsets. Sunshades. Sunset
0: magazine. Sunset magazine. That's my lifestyle. Um, the other thing I like, tennis. Oh yeah. I haven't played in some time, but I used to play a lot when mm-hmm. I was younger.
1: Mm-hmm. Um I can see that. I
0: was very competitive. Yes. Played all the time. Uh Prince. Is a tennis company. They make tennis products.
1: Oh, not Prince the Musician. No. If, if that would have been really confusing. For the one second there, I was thinking, I was picturing Prince like wrapping handles. Prince. like Welcome to my shop, baby. Here you go. <laughs> you get you get, like a purple tennis racket. It was a whole I thing. I
0: actually had, I, for a time, I had a Prince racket that was purple.
1: See? There you go. Yeah. You see my confusion.
0: Yeah. And so, you know, um, but so Prince makes rackets. Okay. They make. Uh, they make tennis balls. Tennis
1: balls. I'm familiar with that.
0: And then there's this other company called Vacation.
1: <laughs> there's a company called Vacation.
0: Yeah. And they make what they call as America's best smelling sunscreen.
1: They seem like a scam. I'm just going to say, if, you're, if your business is called Vacation, like what are you hiding?
0: A uh, hundreds percent. All right. Go on. Uh, so they make they, they make sunscreen and they've teamed up with Prince uh-huh. to um, the sell. The tennis company, yes. Yeah. To sell something called Ball Boy.
1: I knew it. Go on, Ball Boy.
0: It's a scented candle.
1: Oh wow!
0: Called Ball Boy.
1: A scented candle named Ball. Called Ball Boy. A
0: luxury scented candle commemorating the historic moment when Prince and vacation employees at the seventh annual interoffice tennis championships what? stumbled upon an insight that would change the trajectory of the vacation sunscreen company forever.
1: This is a crazy paragraph.
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> Go on. It's uh, premium soy blend wax. Uh-huh. It's vegan and cruelty-free, 100% cotton
1: wick. Good, uh, And good. generously
0: tall glassware, as they say. Now fancy. But do you want to hear the fragrance notes? I'm waiting for it. Freshly uncanned tennis balls, which, okay. my God, I- I that do is do know a, that smell. Yeah, yes. I was say, that it's a, is very, a very distinct smell. That's like smell. new car
1: smell. That is Oof. specific. That crack. Oh, my God.
0: That's like one of my favorite things. Vacation sunscreen. Which I don't know what that smells like.
1: I'm, I'm a like Cocoa
0: butter? Who knows? Uh Prince Cotton Sweatbands.
1: Okay. I would
0: hope those don't really smell like anything, but Yeah,
1: that's once again, like not really a strong then, scent, but okay. This,
0: this is the one that makes me want to punch my face. <laughs> like punch <laughs> at my eye sockets. <laughs> sure. Courtside cucumber sandwiches. What? Like what?
1: every t- syllable got weirder oh. i was like quartz like cucumber what this is sandwiches. making me like irra- huh?
0: i don't know why i'm like irrationally and then angry. i had to
1: backwards it up and i was like oh, wait a minute oh, oh, there is such a so thing as a cucumber like sandwich cucumber a sandwiches cucumber sandwich yeah
0: it, how you know
1: this is some weird crust. in the country kind of club? Stuff. Yeah. yeah okay
0: so sandwiches sweat bands sunscreen and tennis balls
1: uh-huh. That's what that's what a tennis that's what a ball boy smells like.
0: It's what, apparently. That's, th- that's that's basically what my summers at the age of twelve smelled like. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So say. ball boy scented they candle. They should call
1: this Elizabeth Dutton. That's what they should call this candle. That is ridiculous. That is d- darn ridiculous. <laughs> I got one for you if you got a second. Yes, please. Yeah, here, sit back down. This one <laughs> is. Uh, you ready? It's just a. I got a. It's a six words. Okay. Cobra venom as a business plan. <laughs> <laughs> This is Ridiculous Crime, a podcast about absurd and outrageous capers, heists, and cons. It's always 99% murder-free and 100% ridiculous.
0: you damn right.
1: Que ridiculo. <laughs> uh, Elizabeth. Saren. Got a question for you. Sure. Do you know how I'm deathly afraid of snakes? I do. I mean, right? you've told me about that. Yes. Now, if, if, uh, Did I ever tell you about the time I walked out into the sky to get away from a snake? No. Okay, so I have I have this buddy Jeff. This is just take me a second, and trust me, this is connected to today's crime very intimately. But I have this buddy Jeff. He's a bass player, and you know how they are, right? He's a he's a total bass player. By that I mean mostly chill, very solid right, guy, right? But also totally weird sense of humor.
0: True. So that makes sense.
1: bass player. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so one time I'm visiting. I mean, this was in L.A., and it was like he lived uh, about a block above Sunset Boulevard. Mm-hmm. So we're hanging out, and he's like, "Hey, you want to go up to on the roof to uh, enjoy the night air?" And uh, we go up there, <laughs> right? We're enjoying the night air, and uh, you have to keep in mind, to get to his roof, you take a stairway. You don't go like, uh, what are the fire escapes like on the East Coast? Mm-hmm. It's just a stairway built into the building, right? Yeah. So then you go up. And the, on, once you're on the roof, you can continue going up because there is a ramp that goes up on top of the stairway that got you there. So okay, there is so- a roof on a roof. Got it. And so you guys
0: were like Willie Nelson and Jimmy Carter's son. Yes,
1: up on the roof, roof. having a moment, White House style. (laughs) And uh, we're on a roof on a roof. Okay. So we go up there and to get this better view of the city and Willie Nelson our way around. Right. And as soon as I'm up there, I see this. Big, dark shadow. And I'm like, what the hell? And it's nighttime, so I can't exactly see what okay, it is. But okay. it's, what I'm looking at is, is a coiled-up snake. So it is a thick, long daddy of a snake, Elizabeth. <laughs> right? So I freak out. And me being me, what do I do? I take action. So I'm like, oh, I got to get out of here. I got to hell away from this snake. So I just step out into the sky. What? That was my idea. I'm like, well, I'm out of here. So there, there was, <laughs> Is that no, possible there was just... no more roof, right? So oh, then you I... jumped off the over. No, I didn't jump. I just stepped out. I just walked off the roof like I'm out of here.
0: how many floors up?
1: Oh, we're like three floors up at this point, right? So I'm like a cartoon coyote, <laughs> right? I'm, I'm Wile like... E. Coyote standing in the, s- the sky for a uh-huh. moment, like looking at my buddy like, are you going to do something about that snake? And then all of a sudden gravity catches up, and then whew, I start to fall, right? And boom, I hit real hard. <gasps> my buddy, he's like, my prank has backfired. He's like totally upset. He runs down. He thinks he may have killed me, right? Yeah. It's, you know, like, I'm a stuntman, so I corrected in midair. <laughs> and I kind of like, like I flying squirreled out of the fall. <laughs> I hit. I rolled. It didn't kill me, right? But I was like still so afraid of the snake and adrenalized. I didn't care. And then I realized at no point, like, between the, me seeing the shadow and me hitting the ground did it ever occur to me that it may be a rubber snake, that it may be a prank. A I was still going like, why did you get a live snake? I'm still thinking it's a snake because that's how uh, absolutely afraid of the snake I am. why would a snake be on the roof? That's exactly the question. <laughs> There's not going to be a snake on a roof of, in LA. <laughs> in LA. And a giant long daddy snake. I yeah. mean, this looks like a well-fed boa constrictor. <gasps> oh, it, okay. It turns out you see, he had this huge rubber snake he got and he thought, oh, I'm going to play a prank on Zarin. He didn't know that I would walk out into the sky. Oh, my God. Yeah, so that. So this is what I want to talk to you about today. Snakes.
0: That's amazing. I've done that. I've I've been the one pulling the prank. You pulled the prank? Yeah, and I felt really, really bad. But Did you was- almost
1: kill your friend too i did
0: it was my neighbor and he was deathly afraid of snakes i mean like terrified yes yes i relate and i was you know every year i went crazy at halloween and i had like all like over-the-top decorations and in some of my like looking for stuff for the decorations i found one of those little snake toys like the toy you put in water and it expands oh yeah
1: totally and so i got a big stock pot Mm -hmm. and i
0: put the snake in there and i filled it with water and i let it expand over like two days it was enormous Uh and then i you know he came over cuz all the neighbors would come over and we'd sit out and like hand out candy and have you know dinner and stuff whatever snacks so i bring out this big pot and i was like you know i made you this like specialty this chicken bog specialty uh-huh. and like, what what did you? And i'm like here look and i set it down you're going to love this he opens it up and sees it and screamed at such a high pitch. <laughs> Glass I didn't was think broke. That he could And then he just split. He just ran. Like ran th- didn't didn't look at traffic. Just ran right out into the road across the street to his house. Yes,
1: is what we do. Ran, I, I bet he ran through a door if he could.
0: I felt so bad. It was so cruel, and I was mad at myself for doing something like that. But
1: okay, well, I accept your it apology. Was kind of funny. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> the thing about it is, is like with snakes is that uh, those of us who are irrationally afraid is that. There's nothing, like, I, I, I cannot describe it. It's one of the few moments I just lose everything. Like, I'm not thinking. I am re- It's like I'm reduced. I'm pulled all the way back through time. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I'm a caveman looking for a stick. That's uh-huh. all my thoughts are. Fine, stick. Hit, snake. Yeah. It is really embarrassing. Anyway, <laughs> snake crimes. Cobra venom. That's what <laughs> I wanted to talk to you about today. This is brave of you. Thank you. You ever been to a reptile show? Yes. Do you know that Like I've... I've been to like a reptile
0: enclosure in a zoo type
1: thing. You ever been a to show? Like, like a like a repticon reptile show? Like traveling rate. Okay. Of course not. Do you know that I once faced my irrational snake phobia <gasps> and I went to the world's largest reptile show? What? Yeah, yeah. What is wrong with, with you? With no therapy plan, no one there to hold my hand. I just went in, no gun, nothing. Did it work? For what? To, like, like
0: sways your anxiety. No, I'm about still it. irrationally afraid of so, snakes. Okay.
1: No, but it was it was for a story that for journalism, mm. Playboy. Mm. Hey, go down there, and I like, did it. All right. So, <laughs> so how do you think it went?
0: Uh, not good, Bob.
1: Yeah, about as well as you can imagine. No, personally, I considered it a wild success because one, I did not kill any children. Or okay. any family members, or any of the snake owners, on my way fleeing the building. And
0: you didn't jump off a roof. No,
1: I didn't jump off any buildings. I, I, and I didn't flip any tables. I didn't stomp any snakes. It was a total success. Good right? job. Good job. So the reason the reason really I bring up reptile shows is, is that that's a great place to do some crimes. Yeah, I, sure. Right. And like, no, honestly, like, okay, here, here, here I'll put it this way: okay. when I went to the reptile show, right, I got to meet and interview a bunch of like snake and lizard people. <laughs> no, okay. I, I don't mean like like David like, David. Achy, like snake and lizard <laughs> people, exactly. right? I was like,
0: do you need to talk about? Yeah.
1: The shape-changing alien people—they came up to be Elizabeth, and they told me their plans for world domination. I'm like, is
0: this going to get anti-Semitic? It's important criticism? we talk to
1: them about this. No, so they're not not those lizard people. I just mean like people who like lizards and snakes. Okay. So reptile show people, yeah. right? So let me tell you, they are a unique bunch, like a uh, yeah. legit unique bunch. Like, and it, I liked them. I liked these. Big, we have total opposite views on a lot of things, like snakes, but uh-huh. I totally loved them. The Reptilioids. Like, yes, I was like, these people are cool. My point is that reptile shows—they draw a certain type. Right? Yeah, sure. I, I I noticed there was like an identifiable crowd when I was there. They're all cold-blooded. <laughs> Now, you know, like, I, don't, I think this is true for most cons and conventioneers. Mm-hmm. You know, like, if you go to a comic book con, you can see comic book people, right? You go to mm-hmm. a YA literature, you see YA literature people. These were the snake and lizard people. Now, I don't mean, though, they, they look alike or they act alike. Yeah. There's nothing, like, physically immediate. It's more like they have the shared appreciation, right? They all love snakes or reptiles or whatever it is that they love, right? And you can detect this. It's, it's just, a vibe. It's a vibe. It's a quality, right? And that's what makes them snake people. You dig okay. what I'm saying? I'm, I'm
0: right there. Okay.
1: So now I can report, when you're at a reptile show, you can also clearly spot amongst these snake people the ones who've gone over. (laughs) Do you know what I mean by that? Yes. So gone over is like if you were at a gun show, you'd meet the people and be like, hey, I can show you a 3D-printed ghost gun. Right. You want a bazooka that fell off a military truck? Yeah,
0: every every group of special interest has the ones who've gone over.
1: Yeah, exactly, right? So at the reptile shows, they have these folks, right, and they'll sell you an illegal, like— Oh, okay, not just an illegal, untraceable ghost gun. They'll sell you an illegal uh, African puff adder, right? So they're right. like, hey, you want to like the world's most venomous snake? I yeah. get you one for a thousand bucks or whatever, right? So they're willing to sell you basically nature's sniper rifle, uh-huh. right? And I'm like, that's that's cool or whatever. And also, I found that there were like these ball pythons with like a, a pattern on the snake skin that looks like a smiley face emoji. Oh, okay. right? Yeah. So into this mix, enter yeah. my boy David Snenden. S- Snedden, Ned I- Snedden, S N E D D O N, Snedden, a snake, right? Yeah, exactly, Snedden. <laughs> so. It was Independence Day week and 2020, 4th of July, right? Okay. Yay, America. And, yeah, and but 2020,
0: so we were still kind of locked down.
1: Yes, exactly. But Repticon rolled on. They're like, of course. Mask up and get some snake action, right? <laughs> so he was in South Carolina for Repticon. Of he was. <laughs> and Elizabeth, I told you, Repticon is one of the biggest reptile trade shows in the world. Not as big as the one I went to in SoCal, which is the biggest one in the world. Yeah. But this is a, a huge one. It's okay. like, it would take up a convention center. It's like, Sunday, 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 Repticon at the Jacksonville State Fairgrounds. bigger kids fun for the whole family. All the snakes <laughs> you can shake a stick at. Repticon. It's that kind of vibe, right? Uh-huh. So you get there and Sneddon. So where is
0: this in South Carolina?
1: In South Carolina. I don't know what oh. city. Oh. I, I you know I would assume one of the big ones, like Charleston. I don't know. So
0: I, I'm guessing probably somewhere around Columbia. Or it could be Columbia. Upstate, yeah. yeah, that
1: probably makes sense. Anyway, so he's there pushing product. Some of it legal, some of it illegal. <laughs> Slaying a snake. And in this case, the illegal stuff was Mojave Sidewinders, right? Which oh. is a rattlesnake and it's that's totally poisonous. That's also the poisonous. name of my
0: motorcycle gang.
1: You guys are tough. Yeah, I've seen you guys work, like beefing with the East Bay Dragons. Vroom, and, vroom. Yeah, let me tell you, those are some cool, like, is that all chrome you have on your scooter? It's completely made of chrome. Yeah, that's a Every part of it. So, <laughs> so this dude said, and he gets to talking with a few interested customers mm-hmm. and they take his phone number and they want to set up like, you know, a shady deal later because they want to be outside the prying eyes of the snake traders and lizard dealers at Repticon, right? <laughs> this is like something out of Star Wars.
0: Wait, so the Mojave side. <laughs> sidewinders are those illegal to... yeah they're oh, okay.
1: a, they're poisonous it's a rattlesnake you so can't you buy can't a rattlesnake oh, you it. can't no they won't just sell you oh, a rattlesnake. I thought
0: for sure they'd be like no
1: there's, there's a couple reasons one there's the Lacey act which says like oh this is an endangered animal you oh, okay, can't yeah, buy yeah. it and uh-huh. then two it's it's venomous and poisonous So they're like oh you can't buy this yeah but most likely right they're yeah. just like you know south carolina they're like well whatever you know like,
0: they're like they will sell you mountain mountain buy... to a
5: five-year-old yeah like, exactly
1: you'll i'll tell you all about south carolina in a second but uh One thing I got to tell you about the world of Big Snake, Mm -hmm. it's not big. It's a very small world. Like, these people all knew each other. Like, when I was at the uh, trade show, mm-hmm. I, these people, they roll into town like a circus. They, they, they carnies, they put on a show, they sell some snakes and tarantulas, then they pack up their tents, and they move on to the next town, wash, rinse, repeat. But they're always kind of together. So, like, yeah. they get this carny vibe, yeah. right? And these shows, they draw big crowds, so they're always putting on performances, right? But these are people, they're not just, like a lot of show folk, they're actually good, decent people when yeah, you get inside sure. inside the show, right? So, because I was a journalist in interviewing them, they kind of let me behind the curtain. And I got to see that, like I said, I really liked them. They were a lot of sweethearts, right? So these sellers, they're going to be aware of somebody like the Sneddon guy. They're like, oh, we don't need that. So he's got to get away from them because, you know, you can't have that near all the like bright, colorful banners and booths and stalls that say snakes for the memories and Slippermania. <laughs> you can't oh, be talking like, hey, you want to buy like a yeah. rattlesnake kids? Yeah. So, he goes right. He's uh, he contacts these people and he's like, uh, let me set it up for them. Uh, like, how do I, you know, contact them to set up these purchases? they want to know how do we get our our poisonous reptiles? Or you mm-hmm. just show up to my house with a box box of snakes? And he's like, well, you're in Atlanta. I'm in Las Vegas. It's a whole deal. We're oh, gonna God. have. He's like, oh, you're gonna do a truck, right?
0: So FedEx overnight.
1: Yeah, so <laughs> he he realizes like you know. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll lay out how I'm going to do it for you. So he tells him like, you know, what I like to do is, like, I've got all these contacts in Egypt, China, all over the place, and I get, I get my snakes together, and then I'll send them over to a person in like, a crate, and like, I like to go out to the, in, at, uh, in LAX, they got the Delta Terminal for cargo ships, and I put it in there, and I say, like, oh, it's silverware, and then I go, that's why it's rattling, and then I send it to <laughs> oh, South no. Carolina, right? So it turns out the person he was talking to wanted to do the shady deal that he met at Repticon undercover fish and wildlife informant
0: that is amazing that's an
1: amazing gig right i figured you'd love that I do love. That. how do you go be a fish and wildlife undercover agent but
0: i've been under too long man <laughs>
1: exactly he's getting to me man it's all snakes and lizards man so he like, hear about a Gila home, Monster.
0: he goes home and he's got like a kiddie pool full of snakes and lizards and he just <laughs> settles into it to watch tv they slide all over him <laughs> he's been under too long, man.
1: I'm going to vomit. <laughs> All right. So Snedden, he tells the uh, undercover informant, he can get his hands on a red diamond rattlesnake. All right. And the guy's like, oh, candy." He's like, yeah, but that, that's illegal because to sell because it's endangered. As I told you, the Lacey yeah. Act, right? And he's like, if we get caught, it'll be a problem. So he tells the guy on tape, we get caught shipping that. It's prison time for both of us. So the guy clearly <laughs> knows what he's doing. He's not like, oh, I bumbled into this. I didn't know you can't sell a rattlesnake. So anyway, so David Snedden, 44 years old. L.A.-based truck driver, operates out of Vegas, told you he's flying everything out of LAX airport. He's got a whole deal. So he tells a fish and wildlife guy, I can get you 25 to 35 reptiles in a shipment, right? So the guy's like, all right, let's do it. So he goes down to Delta. He starts moving the boxes. He's like, don't mind the rattling. just uh, <laughs> And they ship them, right? They send it to Atlanta. It lands at Jacksonville Hart, or oh, Jackson Hartville Airport in Atlanta. Yeah. And dude picks it up, inform it, goes, hey, let's do that again. He gets them to sell him, like, new Numerous, all bunch of legal snakes. It doesn't matter all of them, but you know how much they cost for a box for the first yeah, crate. Yeah, how much is a box of snakes? Two thousand seven hundred and forty-five dollars for a crate of illegal snakes, how lizards, many geckos. Per crate. Uh, it was a 60 in the first one. Or do they do it by weight? It's a oh, it's 60. It's by, then... Yeah, by, by item. He's like, I, I would like one of these. I'd like two of those, right? So the guy's <laughs> like, oh, it's great. He's like, oh, David Sneddon tells him, uh, so the shipment arrived. That's awesome, man. I'm going out on a big snake hunt. So I'll have a bunch of stuff soon. I'm going to California, Arizona, New Mexico. What,
0: what? If you're a criminal, always act like when you're talking to someone, just imagine you're being taped.
1: Always assume it's the FBI.
0: Always assume you're yes. talking, yeah. <sighs> One thing
1: I've learned from investigating crime, always assume it's the what? FBI. If you don't know them and they're contacting you to do a crime.
0: <laughs> One thing I've learned from pretending to not watch television and procedurals <laughs> is don't, don't tell people what your crime is going to be explicitly.
1: Dude, well, the guy's like, okay, well, uh, I'll I'll take a a Gila monster for $1,500. And Sneddon's like, all right, man, we got it. I'll get you all the super rare killer lizards you want, right? He sends them five boxes of mad poisonous stuff. Oh, God. It takes them 18 months that they're allowing Delta people to handle all these boxes of snakes and everything, right? And this snake trader, uh, Sneddon, he knew, as I told you, if he he could get to South Carolina, he can get whatever he wants. Like Mm -hmm. he was talking to at one point, he said, you could walk into a pet shop and buy a 12 foot king cobra. So there you go. That's where you want to buy a a poisonous snake. You get yourself down to South Carolina. Uh, yeah, They'll yay. sell it to you. Anyway, Fish and Wildlife, they come marching through his door one day and Sneddon knew, "Up, oh, my days of selling Ugandan puff adders is done, right? <laughs> All my blue speckled rattlesnake profits are over, right? So he gets busted. He pleads guilty to felony wildlife trafficking, which, by the way, is a huge multi-billion dollar business yeah. we should talk about oh, it at yeah. another time. But anyway, yeah. how much prison time do you think he gets when he gets busted for but endangering? I don't know. Okay. Well, I'll tell you this much. For a man who has been selling rattlesnakes illegally, you would think, okay, well, he's got to some punishment right yeah. the u.s uh, attorneys they want four months prison sentence the judge is like it ain't that serious it's a, what some cobras and whatnot so they give him five months of home detention the judge is basically like i want you to go home and sit on your couch and think about what you've done and then the guy's like thanks dad he actually said when he left the court i'm happy with it you should never have the person no. be like i'm happy with no. it so yeah that's david Sneddon and uh Let's take a little break, and then I will leave Repticon and David Sneddon behind, and I will tell you about the Cobra Venom guy and Big Reptile. Uh
0: Uh-oh. Can I rant for a sec? Please.
1: Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. As you know, the world can be a dangerous and unpredictable place. With every crime I've studied, I've learned one thing. Your best line of defense is your vigilance and preparation. You don't want to worry. You just want peace of mind. That's why I recommend Simply Safe Home Security. For every ridiculous robbery and theft we talk about, it's pretty obvious the crimes could be avoided with a solid security system. A good home security system keeps people prepared and aware. Simply Safe is that system. It was named Best Home Security Systems 2024 by U.S. News and World Report. And it doesn't just protect your home from crime. It also alerts you to fire, floods, and other emergencies. They offer sensors and cameras backed by 24-7 professional monitoring for less than a dollar a day. There are no contracts, and there's a 60-day money-back guarantee. Get 20% off any new Simply Safe system when you sign up for fast protect monitoring. Just visit SimplySafe.com slash ridiculous crime. That's simplysafe.com slash ridiculouscrime. There's no safe like Simply Safe.
4: Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us.
1: right, Elizabeth, we're back. Oh, thank God. So we're not going back to Repticon. We've left that behind.
0: Okay, bye. But
1: uh, I did want to tell you that... The U.S. attorneys, when they, uh, when they busted my man, David Sneddon, and mm-hmm. I use my man loosely in this case, they were always they pointed out something I thought was interesting and worth saying, which is that, quote, it, all, it starts out with lichen lizards, and it turns into trafficking. And then by the hundreds or thousands, right? And I think that's really- It
0: starts out with lichen lizards.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you say lizards
0: are a gateway animal? <laughs>
1: exactly. To
0: becoming like a snake monger? No,
1: suddenly, then all of a sudden you're like, at the end of, I don't know, like Scarface, and you got like a mound of lizards, <laughs> and you're burying your face in a mound of snakes. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's uh, let's talk about where the big money is.
0: Okay. All right? Let's talk about that. Biotech,
1: baby. At oh least, yeah. That's what my dude would say. So my Who's other you dude. dude this time? Yeah, well, his name is Rick Deitch or Deitch. Something like that. Rick D. D-E-I-T-S-C-H. Deitch? Rick Deitch? Ricky D. Yeah. So Rick D. Rick D's, he uh, no, that not the DJ Rick D, but <laughs> Rick D, uh, Rick bring Deitch, him into this. he was a, um, well, he made a play for Big Reptile meets Wall Street. That's the best way to put he okay. Yeah, He was the chairman and CEO of Nutra Pharma. Now, according <laughs> to his bio on LinkedIn and business websites that I could find, uh, he was a legit scientist and he was an educator and mm-hmm. kind of, you know. Anyway, well, according to his bio, Rick Deitch, quote, holds a master's degree in biochemistry and a bachelor's degree in chemistry. And he has conducted clinical and laboratory research in collaboration with scientists at Duke University Medical Center and the Cleveland Clinic. Now, hmm. just for me. I think you you could kind of tell someone's BSing when in the first line of their bio, it says they worked in collaboration with scientists. Uh-huh. Didn't say what they did. No. Didn't say just, it
0: worked. in define, I was near them. Define collaboration. Stuff near me
1: was really cool. Right? I
0: took some stuff that they published and then I worked on it. Yeah, like he didn't
1: even have enough in Where his bio Where get his to undergrad? get a full sentence out in his bio. <laughs>
0: Where did he get his undergrad and his master's?
1: I'm glad you asked. So according to the second sentence of his bio, Mr. Because I'm a snob. <laughs> quote, Mr. Deitch is the author of two books and is an adjunct professor professor for Florida Atlantic University's College of Business and Continuing Education Department. Uh And he got his degrees. Uh, I do not remember. I don't I didn't take a note of where he got his degree. So I'm not as much of a snob as you are. It's
0: better that you don't say it. So I don't insult people. Yeah, exactly. So good good job.
1: Those books, by the way, uh, because I know, you know, he is self-published. Yes. So anyway, (laughs) so the books are Are You Age Wise? A Guide to Healthy Aging and Invisible Killers. The Truth About Environmental Genocide. Oh. yeah, the both both books are exactly what they sound like. Yeah, they are books for the Florida crowd. Now, <laughs> no offense, Florida. I'm not. You know, I have family in Florida. I'm not here to diss Florida, but I've been there enough to say that these books would sell yeah, in Florida, that is true. right? So that's all I'm <laughs> saying. Now, I'm also not here to diss self publishing authors. I'm not here to diss adjunct professors. I'm not even here to diss the Florida Atlantic University's College of Business and Continuing Education. True. I think they all do good stuff. But look, if I'm an angel investor and this dude comes to me and I got um. millions. I'm looking to invest with somebody else, not this guy. Agree. I'm just saying, right? Heart so degree. Anyway, Rick Deitch he seems to know this. So he goes like how do I distinguish myself to investors if I want to make this big Wall Street money? He's like, I got the answer. Elizabeth, two words this time. Cobra venom. <laughs> Yes. So his first company was called NDA, right? It built itself as a biotech startup that, quote, specialized in the research of peptides derived from the cone snail venom, cobra venom, and the gila monster venom. So he got huh. really into, like, venom, right? Yeah. So then Deech moved venom. on to his next company, Venom. venom got <laughs> to wear you some denim. denim. <laughs> and uh, Nutrapharma is his second company. So he's like, quote, uh, you know, guys, hey, when can we uh, talk cobra venom? I'm I'm all about that sweet king cobra milk. <laughs> <laughs> okay, That actually isn't a quote, but I just wanted to like act it. like Let's say it was. It is. So, anyway, this company is in Plantation, Florida. And oh, just, that's troublesome. Yeah, right. And I'm, and I'm assuming it's there for tax purposes or something equally scammy like that. Uh-huh, but anyway, uh-huh. Nutri Pharma. Is, is
0: it like a P.O. box?
1: No, they actually have like a, company, at least from what I can tell. But okay. anyway, NutraPharma Pharma, they present themselves as a reasonable, legit medical research firm, right? One that coincidentally in 2009, quote, launched sales of an over the counter pain reliever that uses Asian cobra venom as the active ingredient. Hmm. Asian cobra Does
0: it get you loose? I (laughs)
1: will give it a shot. No, I see your eyebrow raising. You have a little (laughs) bit of like, I'll give it a shot. But I sense the doubt (laughs) in your voice.
0: I'll try anything
1: twice. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Well, their press releases, they make it sound kind of super sciencey. You'd be into this. Like, Mm -hmm. uh, quote, Nutra-Pharma Corporation, a biotechnology company that is developing treatments for adrenomyeloneuropathy. AMN, a human immunodeficiency virus, HIV, multiple sclerosis, MS, and pain. (laughs) announced today that it has received approval from the United States Patent and Trademark Office for its patent describing a method of treating and preventing infectious diseases, including colds, flu viruses, and bacterial and parasitic infections using modified and detoxified cobra venom and neurotoxins. It cures everything, Elizabeth. It does. It It all sounds kind of legit until you get to modified and detoxified cobra venom, but there's more because there's always more, Elizabeth. Yeah, there is. Uh, the patent, quote, titled, Modified Elapid Venoms are as Stimulators of the Immune Reaction, describes a method for treating and inhibiting infections by influenza viruses through the use of subcutaneous intramuscular or intravenous injections of therapeutically effective amounts of detoxified and neurotropically active oxidized alpha-cobratoxin or alpha-cobratoxin protein. Boom. That's a good job. Oh, well, I don't know about that, but... <laughs> This to me all sounds like what you'd hear from like some kind of like shade tree southern doctor but they would use a little different terms like mm-hmm. I would, I would imagine you'd hear it something like uh you see you just take a jab of this here cobra venom you stick it in your arm like so and you're just about damn near everything. <laughs> now, for the actual science, <laughs> Deitch's cobra venom was it was not fang to table, right? This stuff had to go it was medical grade cobra venom, Elizabeth. It had uh-huh. to be processed by scientists in white lab coats and whatnot and I, I, like you, imagine, I imagine you, like me, would love that this is someone's job. They're out there. What do you do? I milk code, baby. Oh, they baby. do. I've
0: seen that. We're like, you know, they, what do they, what would they call herpetologists, You know a lot
1: about this. Well, Elizabeth, I'd like you to close your eyes and picture it. Oh, I'm going to. Elizabeth, you are in an air-conditioned room. Oh, good. The door opens. A woman in a white lab coat and high heels walks in. She sits down in a chair across a table from you. Today is the first day at your new job. You're fresh out of grad school, still working on your PhD in herpetology, but you just got your first job at a real lab doing real science. Today, you've come in for orientation. Your new boss, Dr. Sterngrove, she's a pert all business, hair in a bun scientist. She flips through some paperwork, she looks over your resume, and then asks you how you liked UCD. You tell her, and then with a very small smile, she welcomes you to the company. And she thanks you for being early for orientation. Dr. Sterngrove asks you what you've been told about what you'll be doing at the lab. She says, have you ever worked with animals before? And you inform her of your time as a pet groomer to the stars. You tell her about being a chicken wrangler for the courts. Your time as a goose herder. You say in short, yes, I love working with animals. Dr. Sterngrove, she seems pleased. So she flips through her paperwork again. She looks up and asks if you're, if you're comfortable working with snakes. Now, this is the moment when you find out that your new job will be milking cobras for their venom. You have <laughs> I, questions. I
0: have tiny fingers. <laughs>
1: You're very, you have tiny fingers and a couple <laughs> questions. So Dr. Sterngrove says, I like to imagine the cobras are like cows. And, and you look at her and you mm-hmm. ask oh so like in the afternoon they all come back from slithering around in the pasture and just like cows your cobras all get in the line and they wait to enter the barn to get milked that's so sweet and Dr. Sterko goes no 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 there, there's no pasture what are you talking about no we definitely don't let our cobras out you're like oh okay well will I need to bring my own milking stool or like will one be supplied why for me why am I
0: so stupid in this
1: because I'm telling it oh okay yes <laughs> 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 now the, Dr. goes, like milking stool what are you talking about the doctor, she seems clearly confused because she's like, you're not a stupid girl. What's up with the act? Is some guy <laughs> writing this? What's up with this? So... Now, at some point, you say, like, how far off the ground will these cobras be? Am I going to have to get underneath the cobra? Like, I imagine it's hard to milk the snake if its belly's on the ground. Is it like a cow's udder? Are their teats or nipples? Do, do cobras have nipples? Now, how did at some I get point, there in the morning? Like, you, I don't even know how you tie your shoes. So, Dr. Sterngrove, she's just staring at you because, like you, she's just disappointed. So, you continue. You're like, can I ask you a question? Dr. Stern goes, like, yes, please. When you're milking these snakes, do the Krobus, like, do they like it if you sing to them? Because the cows like it when you sing to them. She's like, okay, she's lost her patience at this point. She just says, it's not like milking cows. Forget I said anything about cows. Now you're like, well, if it's not like milking cows, I don't, I'm not sure if I want this job. And then you get up and you walk out and you leave.
0: Oh, bye.
1: Now, obviously, you know this as well as I, well, probably better. Apparently, milking cobras and milking cows are not good analogs. No,
0: because no. do you know
1: how you milk a cobra? Yeah,
0: I've seen, I've seen footage of it. How do you I'm milk not, a I'm cobra? Not, I don't really. I don't have a problem with snakes at all, but I don't like them. But you watch the videos about Both? them, dude. I'll watch any video. No. Uh, yeah, but like, there's. It looks like there's. Am I stepping on anything? No, for go here? For it. There's like a like a beaker, yeah. and then there's some sort of like.
1: Membrane rubber, over uh-huh, the top, and then membrane.
0: They, they bite into it. I like
1: how you use it like a hammer. Like you just put that, you swing the hammer, it in, and like the like head goes the right, head right in. Head yes, onto it. they they trick it into biting the rubber membrane, and then
0: you know, like they're like barf it up, and yeah. it's all and it drips in. Uh-huh,
1: yeah, right off the and end they, of the fang, a little drip.
0: Squeeze at Pure the bottom poison. and then run his his yes. tight hand up until...
1: Like he's pulling water out of a like towel put, like or a toothbrush. Like a tube of toothpaste. Paste. Yep, yeah, just like that. They actually have these two bars you can use to squeeze mm-hmm. the snake.
0: And then there's the, the like snake venom sommelier who like takes it and smells it.
1: Yeah, exactly. They swirl he's and they go, perfect vintage. this is good. You can smell the rustines.
0: And he like dabs some and then rubs them on his gums.
1: Yes, you've... Uh,
0: See, this is why you should have kept the job. I watch a lot of videos.
1: (laughs) So that's exactly how. And then apparently somebody in white lab coats, they throw it in like an autoclave. They spin it around or something. (laughs) They do a twist. Yeah, Yeah. and then all of a sudden the constituent parts pop out. And it's like, oh, look, detoxified cobra proteins. So... As Rick Deitch explains, if you'd like some more science, and I I know you love the science. So here you go. You ready? As someone
0: who failed Chem 1 in college,
1: (laughs) I love it. So here it's a bunch of polysyllabic nonsense for you. Mm -hmm. Rick Deitch explains his technique as it's a single modified peptide called alpha cobra toxin, which is a major component of the venom in most cobras. Venom. It binds to the nicotinic. Acetylcholine receptor, a primary receptor found throughout the central nervous system and on the surface of white blood cells. We modify the cobra toxins so that it binds to only the alpha sub 7 subtype of the nicotinic acetylcholine receptors, where <laughs> it blocks inflammation by modulating white blood cells' reactions to immune response.
0: Now, I have to ask you something. Yes. Did we need that?
1: Yes. <laughs> Because that all boils down to the active ingredients in cobra venom stimulate an immune response in your body. Okay. So basically, it's like saying, like, if I hit you, you swell. If yeah. I sing you with a cobra, your body goes, what the hell? And it and reacts. And responds, yeah. Like, that, that's a lot of science you did not need to say all that. <laughs> that's my point. Okay. But he gets to it, and eventually he says, you get into more sciencey stuff. He says, this triggers the release of gamma interferon, right? Now, gamma interferon, it regulates immune response. And that's the whole point of, this is when the VCs go, oh, that sounds like some money. It sounds you, science- it sounds, it sounds like, like, money like these it sounds days. like biotech. That sounds like next big thing, and they get all <laughs> excited, right? And if you're a dude like Rick Deitch, you know this. So you start humping that PR machine and working it like a money maker. <laughs> and to a man like Rick Deitch, that's exactly what the PR machine was. It's his money maker. He oh, yeah. has nothing really other than hype, so he starts working press releases. And I'm mm. talking working press releases. He goes out there and he's like, recently, Nutrapharma through its drug discovery subsidiary Receptopharm introduced its novel antiviral therapy Peptarone at the International AIDS conference in Vienna, Austria. Pepterone is based on the company's leading drug candidate used modifying cobratoxin. Now he acts like hmm. he's there and like the AIDS conference is like, please come here and present it. All he could have done is just stood outside, yelled, we've got Pepterone. Oh, so he just went there. He didn't. Yeah. It's oh, been, it's okay. like he uses the language, but it's always uh-huh. like, I, I worked in a lab with these guys. I, you know, we recently were unveiling. Anyway, they,
0: they, these kind of charlatans and, and people who are in love with half truths and such have made it, like, there's so much more work we have to do, parsing oh, yes. language to figure out what the real thing... Oh, yes, it makes out. it so difficult. Like, like, resumes. People go, like... Oh Ooh, yeah, well,
1: la la. it's like just say the thing. But that's me. But whatever. I yeah. understand you got to sweet talk some stuff. I'm not saying like don't massage your stuff, but right, like but... at least keep some truth in there. Mm-hmm. You should be standing on something. Otherwise, you're gonna be like me, standing in the air. <laughs> so my favorite line from his press release was quote: "The company markets several drug products for sale for the treatment of pain under the brands of Cobroxin and Nyloxin." Right. <laughs> Cobroxin sounds like a drug that Cobra Commander came up with. It's t- <laughs> right. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it's like, oh, we got, like, G.I. Joe has to stop this. Like, this is an 80s cartoon drug. They got all the kids hooked on Kobroxen. I'm telling you, it's good mind control, man.
0: <laughs> I just got to listen to the rock music and take Kobroxen. Yes, exactly. Cold Slither, you're joining them soon. A so, band of vipers playing their tunes. I didn't know you knew With this. With iron fists and words that take over your dreams.
1: Oh, my God, this is amazing. <laughs> I can't stop. No, please keep going. No, How much enough. of Cold Slither think, do you really? Pretty know. much all of it. Oh, that was very impressive. <laughs> Thank you.
5: Thank
1: so, you. Uh, <laughs> setting aside that amazing feat, <laughs> uh, so. Dietsch's company, NutraPharma, he starts looking for Marks. And by Marks, I mean investors.
0: Or guys name Mark. Yeah,
1: he gets a, uh, this local outlet to run a story on his uh, Cobroxin Cobra Venom n- miracle. So NBC Miami runs a story with the title, South Florida Company Turns Cobra Venom into Healing Treatment. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, in South Florida, they care a lot about healing. Oh, all of Florida, they care about healing treatments. Like I said, it's an old, or oh, I didn't say earlier, but I inferred, it's an aging population, <laughs> and they care about things. This is clickbait for a, a state with an aging population. Oh, yeah, That's yeah, what yeah. I'm saying right yeah. and oh boy Elizabeth this NBC Miami story it is so good I mean from the jump from first line you ready for this yes when you think about cobra venom eventual death comes to mind that sentence one now right? take
0: this medicine mate, <laughs> so, cobra venom. then
1: they can't pass that pearl of a lead and they go for the intellectual complication <laughs> a South Florida company is changing the perception of the deadly venom like, wait, what? Like, this is one hell of a company. If they Who can make me this? rethink Cobra Venom. Like, I'm uh. like, maybe Cobra Venom's good. Maybe death is good. <laughs> like, what's going on here? I,
0: I've been doing a lot of editing of other people's work <laughs> this week, and I'm like, hit my limit,
1: and this is. Yeah. Who wrote this? Have we all been sleeping on cobra venom? I think that's what we (laughs) know. (laughs) So enter my dude, Tom Crutchfield, star of the story. He is a professional snake milker. Mm -hmm. So well, he'd probably prefer I refer to what you called him earlier, called people like this, a herpetologist. Mm -hmm. But look, Snake monger. I got the show. On this show, you're a snake milker. All right. (laughs) So Tom Crutchfield, professional snake milker. Mm -hmm. He's in the NBC Miami store, and he tells him why he loves milking snakes for a living. He says, quote, I always knew they were special, even as a kid, because when I was a kid, everybody hated snakes. And this, Elizabeth, and this makes is, them it's the same reason that I became a professional chef who specializes in cooking worms. <laughs> because <'Cause> everybody <laughs> As a kid, them. everybody hated them. So I'm like, so I'm, I'm going to sh- prove them wrong. <laughs> and welcome to Shea Worm. Now... <laughs> According to this story, twice a month, this dude, he goes out and uh, to the cobra dairy, and he milks his snakes, <laughs> and then he takes the cobra venom over to Deitch and Nutra Pharma, and they handle the processing of raw cobra venom, and they turn it into a usable powder. According to NBC Miami, quote, every time the lab milks a cobra, more than 100 bottles of product are made. And an angel gets its wing. Ding! So once... I just
0: imagine then, like sometimes he's he crawls over and claws at the door of the office next door, and they open it, and he's like, "Suck out the poison," because <laughs> he got bit.
1: <laughs> Dude, you ain't far from the <laughs> truth on that. Now, once he's done milking his cobras, and boom, out pops the, the magic pills, mm-hmm. the cure alls, the nyloxin and Cobroxin. <laughs> That'll be twenty four ninety five, Elizabeth. Okay. Now, what do you get for your twenty four ninety five? Because we haven't really discussed that other than a magic cure all. I
0: don't know a vial well, of Cobroxin.
1: You well, yeah, but you get a pain reliever. Visor? This pain reminds you is stronger and longer lasting than morphine. Yeah, yeah, boy. And not just you, but your little dog, too. Because <laughs> it also, Neutrapharma, they also sell pet pain away. Oh,
0: okay. Pet
1: pain away. Pet pain away. <laughs> yeah. So, so, a lot
0: of thought went into that title. Oh,
1: yeah. As Deach explains, quote, the problem with pain medication for dogs and cats is there aren't a lot of choices. But, That's not
0: true, but okay.
1: But not so with NutraPharma, you know, because they have Cobra spray and Cobra venom topical gel. I would imagine they're what? developing a line of Cobra venom gummies right about now.
0: I want an aerosol mist for like when you're on the plane. Yeah, I just spray you know, everybody Cobra venom.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> so according to the NBC Miami story, niloxin and Pet Pain Away are all natural <laughs> and can also be used for autoimmune diseases, viruses, and pain. Okay. Yeah, this stuff's amazing. This is it's, it's also apparently, according to Deech, he stressed that Nyloxin quote is amazing. It's not. <laughs> Addictive, <laughs> no opiate, non-narcotic. In the last model, it outperformed morphine. It lasted six hours longer than morphine without any of the side effects. It's huh. a wonder drug, Elizabeth. Okay. You are know, like, where would we be without Cobra Toxin? Yeah. I mean, also our pooches. Now, you would ask yourself, could this uh, Cobra venom magic pill be right for me? Ask your doctor, yes. Elizabeth. Yes. But please actually don't ask your doctor because you want to know why? Huh. The SEC alleges that, quote, NutraPharma has never turned a profit, and in December 2016 <laughs> reported annual losses of $3.5 million. Come to find out, all this milking cobras, it may have been a smokescreen. screen. Yeah, I know. Shocking, what? right? Rick Deitch was apparently more focused on his dream of big reptile on Wall Street than he ever was about milking cobras. He wanted to milk Wall Street. And after this break, I'll tell you how Rick Deitch failed to turn king cobras into a golden goose.
4: Sham. Scam. Beware. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
5: Are you ready to fight back against crime? Hi, guys. Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims.
2: including the DNA of a potential killer.
3: Uh, my name is Danny Smith. I'm a detective uh, with Miramar Police Department. This is Scott Weinberger. We're actually reopening an old case, and your name came up. Untangling
2: secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one murder, but almost a dozen. I thought they were going to kill me, so I kept my mouth shut. And I didn't say anything all these years. I didn't say anything. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Elizabeth. Oh, Zaren. You know what I love? Snakes. No. You want to guess again? No. Wall Street. <laughs> yeah not the Oliver Stone movie not the Oliver Stone movie and not the actual street I love the idea of Wall Street I love how it's a playground for people like Rich Geach okay and by love of course I mean I hate it yeah I, I absolutely say. hate that. like, like why, how are people giving this guy money but eventually, you know he went out there knowing he could convince people to give him money because apparently yeah. it's just a maven for anyway well, I won't go Wall on Wall
0: Street's like astrology for suits
1: yes dude completely yeah, but whatever. I'm not going to get into my judgments of Wall Street, but this land of suckers, right? Mm-hmm. Deed starts building his <laughs> no co- judgments <laughs> his cobra venom based empire, and he becomes president and chairman of Nutra Pharma. He enters into a consulting agreement with a company called Wall Street Buy. Now, the man who runs Wall Street Buy was his cat named Christopher Castaldo. Now, this dude was a he was about as shady as Eminem in the year 2000. Mm. Yeah, slim shady. Real shady. Hey. Hey, now, venom. According to the federal paperwork. Deitch, and I quote, Deitch looked into Costaldo and learned Costaldo had been found liable for violating security laws as a broker in 2008 SEC civil enforcement action. Now, most folks, if they're looking into a guy, they'd find that if they have a startup, that would be a deal no. breaker, right? Not old Deitch. <laughs> this is my man. Back to the court documents. Aware of Costaldo's background, Deitch and NutraPharma hired him to promote <laughs> NutraPharma stock to potential investors. He's exactly like that. Oh, He's yeah. like, dude, my dude hook it up right here, (laughs) coming for a hug. So he brings him in tight as he can. So Deitch and Costaldo, they get to work together and they start trying to spread the word on Wall Street and getting all those Wall Street suckers, investors getting excited, right? Mm -hmm. Now in 2015, Deitch reaches out to See Through Equity, which is a quote, equity research firm. And the CEO of See Through Equity and Deitch, they quote, exchanged emails about a potential analyst report of NutriPharma stock. The CEO emailed Deitch about two pricing options offering complimentary reports. NutriPharma paid See Through Equity $8,000 $8,000 for one of the packages. Hmm. So they get this, like, you know, custom written report saying, great stuff. All right. the numbers look feasible to me. Right? So, shocking, I know that something called see-through equity was a scam, but <laughs> see-through equity was a scam. <laughs> Surprise. Anyway, D T gets his fake market research report, and then through threw through whatever, see-through equity, and this also included a press release for the low, low price of $8,000, <laughs> this package includes. Now, anyway, so the press release mentions how the expected stock price for NutraPharma will be a target Target price of $0.53 cents a share. Okay. Keep that number in mind.
0: $0.53 cents a share. Yeah.
1: Now, this is remarkable because the price was approximately double the highest price NutraPharma had ever traded up to that 25
0: point. $0.25, basically. Yeah,
1: exactly. So they doubled their value on oh, paper with this yeah. faulty report. From this point on, he's going, oh, I got the ball rolling. So he starts working on an international distribution deals. So... <laughs>
0: Wait, does, there, does this product actually exist?
1: Great question. Keep
0: that in okay, mind. Okay. So keep
1: 53 cents, and does this product really exist got it, in mind? Got it. So he goes public and he claims to have signed this distribution agreement with a corporation in Canada. Like, you don't know them. I met them during spring break. <laughs> it was a totally, we hooked up, and, but we also ended a totally binding distribution agreement. Mm, so, but you happens. don't know them, but they're up there. They live in the Niagara Falls area. Anyway, the truth was the company did exist. There was a Canadian corporation, it was right. real. But they were not in business with NutraPharma. They had talked about being in business with NutraPharma. Oh. pharma was like, "Yeah, we're in business together. We're we're totally in business together." So this is
0: like the A's going to
1: Vegas. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. It's very <laughs> A's going to Vegas. So the Cobra Venom miracle drug, right? They say, "Hey, you guys talk to Canadian regulators and see if you can get approval for us, and mm-hmm. we'll keep being getting into, getting into business together." They're like, why don't you get uh, U.S. approval? You guys get Canadian approval. So like, let's
0: you, do it at the same
1: time. Yeah, we'll just we'll work together on this, right? So meanwhile, the business partners were told. All also, do identified a Chinese company that could, you know, obtain government approval, maybe from the Chinese end through Canada, if that okay. could work. Okay. Like, can we get a Chinese company who can just ship it here, and Canada <laughs> says it's cool? Can would that be a thing we can do? Oh, god! And you know, they got now at this point the Canadian partners are like, "Are you a business? <laughs> like, what's going on here?" Right. <laughs> so they say, like, "Okay, well, yeah, no, guys, it's it's going to be huge. We got we just signed an in- Indian distribution deal. Keep the faith, Canada. Canada's like." So you are a business. Yeah. All right, well, just send us the paperwork. So in June 2015, NutraPharma announces to the world of investors that the company had recently quoted completed upgrades and an expansion to the reptile farm that houses the Asian cobras utilizing the production of niloxin by adding 100 snakes to the existing milking line <laughs> to increase venom production for the upcoming international orders from India and China. Business is a booming, Elizabeth, right? right? right. They got new cobra lines coming in. Sure. So... Now, because of court documents, we know, quote, however, at the time of this press release, Deach was aware that NutriPharma had never produced Nylloxin or other <laughs> reference products and no one else had produced them. So, no, there was no product to answer your question. <laughs> Additionally, there was not only no actual drug and none to speak of, and this is my favorite part. Uh-huh. And it's one of my favorite sentences I've ever read in a court document. Yeah. He also knew that NutriPharma had never owned cobras, cobra farms, or cobra facilities. Stop. There were no cobras. Stop. (laughs) Oh, my God. The man had no cobras. The emperor has no cobras. His whole business. His and cobra. There's no cobras. And there's no cobras. He's got, Well, cobras are in India. India, they're in China. China, they're in Canada. Canada, they're in India. Everyone's and the goes, cobra
0: farms he keeps referencing.
1: I want to know about my man Crutchfeld, the NBC MB, Miami story, because he was the one saying he's milking uh, cobras for them. And they're like, no cobras, according to the US. Yes. Anyway, so Elizabeth, do you know why we call things snake oil?
0: No, I actually don't.
1: So I had to look this one I mean, up. I mean, I know what I, it is. Yeah, I but... don't think it's patent medicine, right? I knew yeah. that snake oil was the deal, but I was like, well, actually, you know, and I was thinking, I kept thinking, this is a total snake oil con, this is a grift. Yeah. And I was like, Wait, what is the true snake oil grift? Yeah. So I looked it up because, hey, we're here for the, like, you know, the history of crime. Because you're the
0: one who does the research. <laughs> so i I operate under who knows who cares
1: so this guy for you who will soon care because i'm going to insist you care i am
0: i am actually really curious
1: clark stanley that's the dude's name clark stanley he's the one who gives us snake oil Mm -hmm. somehow he got his name removed he's not like charles ponzi where he's like oh named it after me (laughs) they could call it stanley oil but it's not as catchy right so snake oil it is anyway snake oil is this rare thing you could only get from chinese railroad workers Right? Why so the this railroad? Is, because they were then. the ones laboring, as you know, to build the transcontinental right. railroad. So around the Gold Rush era and, and afterwards, primarily like around the 1860s, 1870s, 1880s, really the 1880s for the transcontinental railroad, yeah. Yeah. they were the laborers and they were cheap labor, right? So you have a lot of black labor on the, on the eastern side and the western side, you have a lot of uh, Scots, Irish, and Chinese laborers, mm-hmm. right? So snake oil was this thing that they were using as medicine, legit medicine, mm-hmm. right? So for centuries, Chinese people had been using this uh, anti inflammatory and it was Chinese water snake specifically the Chinese water snake okay. and much later you know like recent times we've we've examined why is the Chinese water snake so good mm-hmm. apparently has it's super rich in omega 3 a- omega 3 acids as well as anti inflammatory agents that we all recognize now is like oh this is mm-hmm. the good stuff and this is just like the wonder snake yeah. so the ancient Chinese had discovered that the oil of this water snake worked super well on tired muscles and aching backs as an anti inflammatory so these laborers they would take get with them to work yeah. on. So they they have it all over the west. So the other guys working with them, you know, the, the Scots, the Irish, they're sitting there like, "Man, what do you got to do? That? I got uh, snake oil and I'm rubbing on my muscles and so after a 12-hour day." They're like, "Let me see some of that snake oil," right? Right, right. And it works. So it works so well. All the railroad guys start telling the cowboys about snake oil cuz they're overlapping. So now the cowboys start spreading the word. Everyone wants the snake oil, everyone's right? Everyone's all greased up. Yeah, so enter our snake oil salesman. We got our first snailsman. Now that everyone's been like doing all these rubdowns and liniments all across the west, we Clark Stanley <laughs> (laughs) a.k.a. the Rattlesnake King.
5: So in a
1: pamphlet that I went and actually read with the title The Life and Adventures of the American Cowboy by Clark Stanley, better known as the Rattlesnake King, Full title. Okay. (laughs) So the pamphlet, it was less of a biography of the American cowboy and more of a 19th century infomercial Mm -hmm. about Clark Stanley and his snake oil liniment. So Clark Stanley, he didn't use any Chinese water snakes for his snake oil. That was problem number one. Right. He just borrowed the name. He's like, that's what everybody wants. I got the snake oil. Right. He didn't know that you actually have to have Chinese water snakes. So he substituted good old fashioned American rattlesnake venom. Snake's a snake. Yeah. Rattlesnake venom will do you right too. Right. So he claimed he learned about this, not from the Chinese, but from the medicinal power. Of the Hopi tribe. Mm. They said, he told me all about the rattlesnakes. That and he had been bitten hundreds of times.
0: <laughs> and I'm fine. Look this at was me. in the
1: literature. No, he claimed it was all because of the miracle snake oil. Save me. So it too can save you. So he went all around the West and parts of the Midwest selling snake oil liniment just everywhere he could. And also, you know, popularizing it across the country Mm -hmm. because it would be like in newspaper journals and it would be uh, syndicated magazines and so forth. So people in Baltimore know what snake oil is. Right. Mm -hmm. And Stanley, he promised that this would cure whatever ails you. You got kidney trouble. You got heart problems. You got a weak liver. You got uh, you know ghosts in your blood. You got the female troubles. Whatever <laughs> you got, you need to get you some snake oil liniment. So this dude, he would get people to believe it by performing feats for the crowd. And this mm-hmm. is where we get the the medical tent shows and all this. Yeah, and he was a wonder for the tent show because he had this one particular cr- crowd pleaser. He would go. He would uh he would take a snake and he would make active, uh, actual snake oil live in front of the crowd. Mm-hmm. He would take snake, turn it into snake oil. Does he just wring the snake out? No, I wish that was what he did. But uh, okay, here, I'll tell you a little story. Okay. 1893, the World's Exposition in Chicago, Stanley boiled a snake live on stage. Oh! Uh, <laughs> re- before he reportedly no. dazzled an enraptured crowd, Stanley quote, reached into a sack, plucked out a snake, slid it open, plunged it into boiling water. When the fat rose to the top, he skimmed it off. He used it on the spot to create... St- Stanley's snake oil, a liniment that was immediately snapped up by the throng that had gathered to watch the spectacle. Oh. They're like, snake mm-hmm. oil floats. got get me some of that. Oh, uh. Notice he didn't even like do anything with it. It was just like, no. oh, watch this. And they're like, oh, that's, that's the real stuff. Oh, that's so gross. So the trouble for Stanley was the American snake oil contained no actual snake oil, All right. So eventually, because the Chinese water snake, that was the thing, right? As I told you, and the American rattlesnake poor replacement because it doesn't have the ingredients. I
0: would imagine he wasn't even using any snake parts. Was it just like mineral you oil? Oh,
1: good. I know. Oh, my God, you're good. So not only did it lack the necessary acids of the OG that gave it its hit, around the turn of the the century, the FDA is created, right? And they jump into the fray. The agency begins to regulate all these patent medicines, and they're told, like, oh, you got to go look into this one. you got to go look into that one, right? And somehow Dr. Bronner's made it through. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Dr. Bronner's is after all this. Anyway, so they come to the—all this stuff, by the way, is known as snake oil, right? But eventually they get around to going after the original— snake oil liniment 1917 right. a shipment of Stanley snake oil is seized by federal investigators mm-hmm. they open it and test the contents what do they find Stanley's snake oil is just as you guessed quote mineral oil a fatty oil believed to be beef fat red pepper and turpentine
0: <laughs> so yeah so you get like a little bit of a, trans- a tingle, a little sting, bit sting
1: on it. And, and a little heat and then like wow. in you go blind I <laughs> hope you drink too much <laughs> So his customers find out they've been drinking beef, fat, and turpentine, and they go crazy, right? They demand action from the feds. Clark Stanley's hauled into court. He's tried. He's found guilty. He's convicted. He's given a punishment of fine of $20.
0: Oh my God. That's
1: it. <laughs> 20 bucks. So the nickname for bunk medicine stuck though snake oil that stuck around, yeah. which brings us back to Rick Deech, our modern snake oil salesman with his Cobra King, Cobra venom cure-alls, right? He made nearly all the same promises as Stanley's snake oil liniment, just in modern terms, autoimmune disease instead of kidney troubles and right, women right. problems, right? Now, nothing new under the sun essentially, but you know, Elizabeth, as I asked you before, if you think Cobra Venom is right for you, just ask your doctor. Okay. And if you ask your doctor, they'll tell you, hell no! We haven't gotten there yet. I mean, I... yes, in research, we could possibly do some of these things, but we are not there yet.
0: I feel like if I Don't... asked my doctor for Niloxone, I'd be about as lo- uh, have about as good a result as when I asked for a Xanax drip.
1: <laughs> I didn't, you know... They didn't give you that one either? No. Can I get the Xanax cotton ball? <laughs> <to> <laughs> put it between my cheek and gum? That and dip? Just kind of suck on it? <laughs> So, uh, I, I read a long-form interview with this guy in a business journal to get a sense of who he was. And mm-hmm. so, I saw that he was talking about uh, snake oil. Well, actually, he didn't. But he connected himself to snake oil by mistake. Oh, okay. He, uh, he said, well, the reporter asked him, like, how did you come up with this? Right? It was this total, like, PR repress. Yeah. It was not a real reporter. Anyway, Deitch replies, honestly, we didn't. So he's like, "Well, this technology has been around since the 1930s. The Chinese have been working with snake venom and cobra venom for a host of different disorders. In fact, our MS drug originally was used to treat post-polio syndrome in southern China. So some of that is true. Yeah. The stuff about the Chinese. They've been working with venom for a long time. And most of the other stuff, I don't know. But anyway... The part of China that had developed the Chinese snake oil was the Southwest. So he went to Southern China, once again, pretty kind of correct, right? Mm-hmm. And then he decides to come in with his, his business genius. You, you see it shining through this interview. He says, when I tell people in America about our drugs, their benefits, and that they are made from cobra venom, education is always needed. They may want to try the topical version, but they're reluctant to try the oral spray because it's cobra venom. That's not a problem in India. Oh, God. You tell people Cobra Venom in India they need to go give me some I'll t- take that bottle cap off give God. it blug, blug, blug. no what are you talking about <laughs> such a jerk. yeah anyway the dude's like and I quote because uh, Indians don't like opioids. Now, this is wild statement for a non-Indian <laughs> to make.
0: Uh, yeah, it's
1: even wilder for someone who wants to sell drugs to Indians yeah, to make the statement.
0: Offensive, yeah, it it's offensive like, generalization. And then he gets
1: into the whole history of opioids and like the exploitation of the British and Gandhi, and he starts talking about like how that they don't like opioids because the British had mandated opium in ways, and and Gandhi insisted they they quit it. And this is all true. I mean, but you know, but spoiler alert. Uh, <laughs> when he got to his later point about saying our biggest competitor is topical aspirin by the end of 2016 we could be earning conservatively 2 to 5 million per month just in india cuz you know they just need our pain pills cuz all that opioid and exploitation history no <laughs> turns out none of this happened because not a single dollar was uh, sold uh, in India, not a single dollar product sold in India because starting a few years back, the feds began to come around and warn customers that this whole Florida biochemist cobra venom cure-all was bunk. They are like, in 2017, the FDA's commissioner, Scott Gottlieb, warned health fraud scams like these are inexcusable. So he's been like pounding the drum. NutraFarmer, by the way, still at it. They have announced a new round of products. They There's the original Nyloxin. There's Pet Pain Away. There's Equine Pain Away. And now they have Luxury Feet. What? So, yeah. Is that like
0: that foot peel thing? <laughs> yeah, so
1: who knew you could Ew. do so much with cobra venom? They are currently being <laughs> investigated, and uh, we'll see where this goes. No <sighs> word on whether Nutra has ever purchased any actual Cobras or Cobra Farms, but I'm betting the answer is no. And uh, <laughs> so, yeah. all the bad press, yeah. by the way, lately has not helped Deech and his dreams of creating Big Reptile and conning yeah. Wall Street, because at the moment you can currently purchase Nutra stock at a greatly reduced price of, well, how greatly reduced Elizabeth? Try 500 shares will run you $0.05. Cents. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> so they kind of why miss their, their $0.53 cent market yeah, share I'd price. I'd say. I'd say. So what's our ridiculous
0: takeaway oh, here? Oh, my God.
1: Cobroxin.
0: <laughs> pet pain away is like, I don't know why that's just.
1: I love giving my pet cobra venom to yeah. help with their autoimmune disease.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. I don't know. I'm just, uh, uh, I can't get my head around it. Yes. But I kind of want to try some over
1: Venom. <laughs> I'll get you a bottle. I'm <laughs> sure I can find some online. It'll, it'll probably just be turpentine yeah, exactly. and, and like whatever they put in wasabi that's not wasabi. <laughs> anyway, there you go. That's it. That's all I have for you. That's excellent. You can find us online anytime at Ridiculous Crime on Twitter, on Instagram. You can check our website, Ridiculous Crime, for some merch, old school web fun. Just want to vibe <laughs> out. Also, you can email us at uh, RidiculousCrime at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and see you next time. Ridiculous Crimes, hosted by Elizabeth Dutton and Zaren Burnett. Produced and edited by Daddy Anaconda, Dave Kustin. <laughs> research is by Marissa Black Mamba Brown and Andrea Adder Song Sharp and Tear. A theme song is by Thomas Kingsnake Lee and Travis the Scorpion Dutton. <laughs> Executive producers are Ben, you know, I once bit a rattlesnake. For research, Bolin and Noel Ride the Snake Brown.
4: Ridiculous crime. Say it one more time. Ridiculous Crime. Ridiculous Crime is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.